Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. I'm Daniel. Hey, you damn guys. It's comic book time. Is it? Yes. Comic book time. This is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And here's Danielle to tell you all about it. <laughs> I'll never tell you about it. All right. We're going to read We're gonna read something, and you're going to listen to us talk about what we read and... And we're you're gonna read also the thing that we read, and then you're gonna talk about what we talked about when we were talking about the thing that we read, and that's hey you damn guys, you sent us an email or you leave us a little message on the social media or whatever it is, and then we talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about the thing, and that's a book club and that's friendship. Back to you, John. Yes, awesome, great job. That was very good. <laughs> Thank you. I've had some practice. <laughs> We got some shouts outs for shouts this week. Outs. Shouts outs. Yes, I wanted to shout out the Muffin Man himself, Craig McKnight. Oh shit. Craig McKnight. Do you know the Muffin Man? Book club member. <laughs> yeah. Now you're supposed to say the Muffin Man. The yeah. Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. Yeah. I wanted to shout him out because it was his birthday. Happy birthday, Craig. Yes, happy birthday, happy birthday Craig. Happy birthday, Craig. And uh, I'll link it in the show notes. Go check out Muffin But Good Vibes. And if you're in the San Diego area, get some actual muffins from him. But if you're not, check out their awesome merch. You know, whenever I wear that shirt, I always get a compliment. I also I get mean, a compliment wearing that. Love, I have no idea. People love the name. People love the designs well, on they're, them. They're, they're just because it makes me think that they know what it is, though. Right. Like, oh, I dig yeah. your shirt. Nice shirt. Great yeah. shirt. And I'm like, what do you think this shirt is? <laughs> do you think it's just that I like muffins and good vibes? Yeah. This is a bit. Bu- I, so I always say, I'm like, this is a friend of mine. He's yeah. got a muffin business. You can. Look at it online and things like that, and yeah. so they're like, "Oh, cool!" Like they're always like surprised, right, right, by this. I'm like, "What did you think this shirt was?" Yeah. Anyway, you're getting a lot of advertising here in Houston, Texas. <laughs> is the end of that story. Also, uh, check out their YouTube channel and all their acoustic uh, sessions. Yeah, oh, yeah, they do ch- charity guitar playing. They have um, a lot of merch too yes. related to their acoustic sessions. So for Craig's birthday, I went on to I logged on to the interwebs. Mm-mm, I went mm-mm, to mm-mm, Muffin mm-mm. But Good Vibes. I surfed the net. I'm sorry, but that joke's no longer <laughs> funny. I'm gonna have to veto that one. <laughs> and uh, and I ordered some uh, enamel pins. They have these awesome enamel pins. Yeah. They're very they're super detailed. They're you'll huge. get compliments on them. They're very nice. You'll get some compliments. Even on though them. people don't know what they are, you'll get compliments yes. on them. Do that for Craig's birthday. Yeah, Check out his word. business, and uh, it's always good to support local businesses, no matter where they are. Yeah, so spread the word about muffins. Check the show notes for the links to that. Thank you, Craig, and I hope you had a great birthday. All right, and now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. You read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us. And it's a book club. Get out. We heard from Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. Yes, regarding our Scott Pilgrim episodes, he said, I complained about the cringy moments enough already, but something nice I related to in this volume was the cooking. The guitarist guy mentioned in my prior Hey You Damn Guys that he was in a band with. Yeah. Uh, was really into cooking and constantly making food for the band and our friends before band practice That's and awesome. gigs. One of my other bandmates used to host the feast, he put it in all caps, on the night before Thanksgiving at his house. No idea where his parents would disappear to. (laughs) Where the not very strictly enforced rule was everyone was required to make a dish. So making food and playing music is linked in my nostalgia for that period of my life. That's great. That's awesome. That's excellent. Yeah, very cool. You know, um, 
I hope this isn't too behind the curtain, but mm. like we hung out last night with Pete, our guitar player. We went to go see a band that we liked. And then when we came back, you made us all pancakes. I did. I made everybody pancakes. They were really good pancakes, too. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Everybody was remarking on how good they were. So Everybody. Awesome. You and yeah. Peter. Yes. <laughs> nice. fun, fun stuff. That's the next step of the book club, right, is sharing recipes and stuff like that. Okay. Let us know your we'll recipes. I have, um, I'll share it in the show notes. Uh, I have a dessert that I make. Um, it's really easy to make. If I can make it, it has to be super easy. My and family goes apeshit. Whenever I this. make it, I make it at my work and people fight over it. You know, and my I mom mean, constantly is asking you to make it and bring it over. And it's super easy to make. Um, I make multiple batches at once. If you're anyone and you're like, I, I don't know how to cook. I can't cook anything. You can make this thing. Yeah, it's super easy. It's so, and, and it's a treat. It's a sugary kind of indulgent treat. But anyway. I'll link that in the show notes, and then you can make it. And then share us, share with us your recipes for yeah. um, other stuff. Have you that got you recipes make. for cobblers? <laughs> Let us know. Share it. Cobbler Corner. You got a Hey You Damn Guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book Club member. That's right. Hayden Orr says, I'm in my eye. Damn, Hayden. Hayden. Get it out. Stop typing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time in middle school, I wore a Kiss shirt to school, and I was literally confronted in the middle of trying to go to one of my classes by a kid who wanted me to name three Kiss songs. That oh, did God. not happen. Really? Wow. 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 I know that that's like a joke, but like I don't know wow. that, that it's actually happened to people, but I guess it has, right? It's enough of a thing that it I has. can't name one Kiss song. Well, I remember a guy asked you to name three Decepticons. Oh, man. I do remember <laughs> that. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were talking about. When was that? God, that must have been like 20 it years ago. It was on ago. another. No, but it, we talked about it on yes, another episode Yes, no, I do podcast, remember that. I yeah, think. I know. I remember that. That, yeah. that was so long ago. Oh, my God. But that's not really the same thing as Kiss, as like music, but it's the same. I remember this guy's face, yeah. too. Like, I'll never. Yeah. Wow. That came just flooding back to me. I've, wow. That guy sucked. Don't do that to people. Don't do that that's to people. so rude. Now my go-to answer is just to be like, I don't know anything about this. I just picked up this shirt at the Goodwill. I don't know what this is. Just say, yeah, just. Oh, I don't know I what this is, man. The Melvins, I've never even heard of the yeah, Melvins. Never I don't know who that is. I thought that was a brand of toast. I just Get like this shirt. Get out of my shirt. face. <laughs> That's um, a great response, Yeah, I just don't even, I don't play that game anymore. Uh, but so, okay, so someone asked Hayden Orr to name three Kiss songs. I did. He was like, how do you know about Kiss? And I was like, how do you know about Kiss? <laughs> We're the same age. Obviously, we had parents that had similar music tastes. But some people, men especially, will get so aggressively defensive about gatekeeping things for no reason. No raisin. Like, I'm sorry, do you want to be the only one to listen to the four old hairy men in makeup and tight spandex? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel all of that for sure. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm, well, I'm not glad, but I'm interested that it happened to somebody else. I mean, well, that, that it happens. Like, I guess. Well, I'm it, interested that it happens to other men. Yeah, yeah. Men are doing this to other men. Yeah. I did not know that. I thought it was just something that they do to women because they're like, surely this, this little lady how do, how do you doesn't listen to this thing? whatever band this is. Yeah. Mark Tweedell said. Mark Tweedell. Book club member yes <laughs> regarding the same subject he said yeah. member john yes i love it uh regarding the same subject he said yes being fucking psyched is absolutely the right way to respond to people discovering something old for the first time 
Hell, that's part of what yeah. makes this podcast so much fun. People discovering stuff <laughs> is awesome. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. Man, if like I see other people wearing like a Led Zeppelin shirt yeah. or something, I'm all or like, a Kate Bush shirt. I'm all Have like, you ever seen one of those in the wild? I'm it's like, incredible. Cool shirt. Yeah. Man. Whoever what? it is. And you know what? If they're like, oh, cool, I just picked it up at Goodwill and I thought it looked cool. And I'm like, you're right. It does look cool. <laughs> it does look cool. And here's a cool album to get started on. If yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be like, oh, sure. But if you're interested in getting into them, there's a lot of cool songs you could listen to. Whatever. Right. Right. I don't know. When I was, um, I just think that's so fucking weird. When I was working in the Galleria, I saw, a bunch of kids and when i say kids i mean like kids to teenager sure. age wearing nirvana shirts great and i'm all like do they listen to the music or do they like the shirt Either should i way. tell them about the music either way i don't want to talk to kids so no don't do that <laughs> ever don't do that ever but it is interesting yeah like i um but, yeah no you yeah. Know, it's just something they think is cool i'm like that's cool yeah you know? absolutely sometimes it's fun to be like if you see a kid in a grocery store that's got like a i saw a kid the other day had like an avatar the airbender not the blue people the 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 cartoon show and i was like oh cool avatar or whatever or cool pokemon i like your pokemon shirt or whatever it is they'll really just be turning to their parents and be like she knows about pokemon what is this is awesome and i'm like yeah man like you know i like to encourage children in their interests like way to go good for rocking that pokemon shirt good for you like i don't know i just think that's fun because their little faces are like no way you Know what Charmander is? You're an old man. You know what you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's the extent of my interacting with kids is just like a thumbs up. Like, hey, yeah. cool shirt, buddy, or whatever. We also heard from Peter Winthrop. Peter Winthrop. Book club member. Book, book <laughs> club member. Another show with Groundhog Day time loops was Legends of Tomorrow on the CW. Uh, it did three different CW. times. CW. Oh. Hey, Supernatural is also on the CW. I'm not. I'm just, you know. Uh, they did it three different times. Using it provides a different... context, <laughs> Okay, Aubrey. They did it three different times using a different mechanic each time and telling a good story as well. Here I go again being true to Groundhog Day stories, Legends of T-Meow Meow, where they use time travel to try and get everything right and the fixed point, while not a true time loop, has a lot of repeatedly doing the same thing until you get it right. A fun show and good episodes. I saw the first se- most of the first season of that show. Okay, nice. right on. Yeah, I might just check out those episodes. Okay, um, um, I like to watch like a TV show out of context. We love just, to like, do that. Yeah, I like to do that. The, oh, the example it, we always bring up is that one episode of Psych that we've seen. Yeah. we've seen one episode. It was, <laughs> it was the Twin good. Peaks episode. It was good. I don't need to see another one because that was good. That's and, fine. Like, I, get well just I get it. it. Yeah, I get if it. Gonna yeah. watch, if you're going to watch any of that out of context, you should watch the Crisis miniseries. Can, oh, we did. Oh, okay. We watched that already. We did watch that. Well, then watch that. What is Then never mind. We watched all the crisis episodes i don't think i watched that we did where um they had brendan rouse superman and they had um i tuned in and out of that they had but uh, yes i do remember that yes kevin conroy was yes that is why we watched it because i wanted to see kevin conroy i stand corrected yes you're you're correct we did Um, we did watch that I was just disappointed they didn't do like because you know they have John Cryer as Lex Luthor. They didn't do John Cryer as as cousin Lenny from Superman Four. Mm. Oh, that's right! <laughs> Holy shit! I blocked Superman Four out of my brain and I'll bring into it right now. <laughs> oh man! But um, yeah, no, I used to watch all those CW um, Arrowverse shows, but after a while, it just got too much, and I'm just like, it seems like the kind of thing that would get to be too much. Because I mean, a while. Fir- first it was Arrow, then it was Flash, then sure. it was. 15,000 other shows. Yeah. Right, right. And I'm also trying to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that was one that I corner. had to be like, I'm out. I had to tap out of that. 
I couldn't do it. I just tapped out of all of it. Yeah. Oh, oh Aubrey's got a feedback. Yes, feed Aubrey's thing. got some feedback. Okay, so talking about smelling salts. Oh, okay. The subject of smelling salts came up. That's right. Um, so my sister-in-law messaged me earlier okay. in the week, and she's like, hey, don't forget to ask me about my story. So I asked her yesterday on our family call, and she's like telling me, okay, freshman year in college, someone on campus got measles, so they were offering vaccines to everyone. That's good. I went to get vaccinated without eating breakfast first. A few <laughs> minutes after getting the vaccine, I walked next to a friend and said, I don't feel very in which alerted him to catch me as I passed out. That's lucky that he was able to do that. That's good. You could have conked your head. Uh, They moved me over so I was sitting, leaning against a nearby wall, and I got a health worker who used smelling salts on me. Suddenly, I was very much awake again. Really? Wow. uh, The weird thing is I forgot about the smelling salts until her friend reminded me of a couple of days later. Then I definitely remembered how strange it feeling it was. Unlike anything else I've ever breathed, it jolted me from unconsciousness to consciousness. That is so wild. Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. Somebody who actually had it done on them. That is interesting. That's fascinating. That's really cool. And then, also, you shouldn't lean someone up against the wall when they're unconscious. Lay them down on the ground. Right, right. Lift their legs up a little bit if you can. Yeah. And then my brother chimed in and he goes, "Oh, I've got one." Really? (laughs) I was just like. I honestly thought I knew no one who had sure, smelling salt, but then yeah. all of a sudden, in one night, two people that are very That's close to wild. me. So, what was his deal? I think he was about in the fourth or fifth grade. He was in choir and he was singing at the choir thing, but he was like wearing this button-up shirt that was oh, a little too no, tight. And yeah. the lights were on, and he started getting hot, and he was about to pass out. Yeah. And so, the music director, somebody took him outside and broke open a glass vial, put one under his nostrils, and he's just like starting to feel like. Uh, but it didn't do, and he goes, oh, that didn't take. And then he shoves the glass vial <gasps> up his nose. Don't do that. And he's like, and then I was very much awake. Yeah. And wow. I was just like, holy shit. I remember that concert because wow. I didn't know. This is the first time I ever heard about the smelling salt yeah. story. Right. I just remember, like, because I would have been, like, seven or eight years old at the time. Sure. I remember mom and dad saying, oh, Tanner wasn't feeling good. He looked as white as a sheet. Yeah. Oh, you know? that's and, when they took him outside. Yeah. But in my seven or eight-year-old brain, I heard wide as a sheet. <laughs> and I was just like... <laughs> like some Willy Wonka thing, right? Yeah, my, yeah. Brain, <laughs> my brain just couldn't imagine my brother was as wide as a sheet. Like you, when, uh, you shouldn't stick a glass vial of smelling salt stuff up somebody's nose. You wave it not. gently underneath their nostrils. Yes. Waft it. Yeah, waft it. Or asked, waft it. I asked them both what it if they remember what it smelled like, and they were like chemically sure. kind of burning a little right. bit. Yeah. You know, just, I imagine so. Yeah. But, wow. wow. Yeah. That's intense. Wow. So not only are they smelling great smelling salt stories, but also like they were done on them. Yeah. Yes. Which is just nuts. So it was during a performance and he got a little bit kind of like woozy. Yeah. I wonder if he had locked his knees. I, I've I've heard before that locking your knees oh, can wow. cause you to okay. like kind of oh, um, maybe. pass yeah. out as well. And he might have just been like in a little anxiety or something. I don't know. But I'm I mean, glad that he was able to get help, although I, you shouldn't shove that up someone's nose. Do not. No. Don't do that. Yeah. That is interesting, though. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I wonder I, if I, we should have some like on no. just for an, in case of an emergency, like in an emergency kit. People who, okay, let me just say this. People who faint or pass out, since I've done this many times. Usually come to in like twenty or thirty seconds. If they don't, they should. They need to go to the hospital because right, there's something right. really wrong with them. So it's like you just wake up. Like it's not like in the movies where someone's been passed out for hours. 
You know what I mean? It's just yeah. you you faint and then you come back. Like right. unless you've hit your head or something yeah. or yeah. had a heart attack or something like that. Right. You know, so that's usually not necessary to have that going. <laughs> I just want to have some, and I'm gonna like preemptively use it when I shouldn't. You better not. <laughs> like when you're driving. What are you? What are you? A sports player? Yeah. What if I'm John? falling asleep while I'm driving, and I'm like, I need smelling salts. You should just pull over. Don't do that. <laughs> but I won't have time. I'd rather crack open a vial and shove it up my nose. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm vetoing this decision. I, I'm agree with Danielle. Yeah. It seems oh, like a very healthy dang it. solution. All right. I honestly can't believe I never knew that story with my brother before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was seven or eight, that was 40 years ago. Wow. And I'm just now learning about this wow. shit. <laughs> now, I think I should have smelling salts, though. I'll have some. Okay. You yeah, should have I some. will. I use them to, I'll use it to wake up in the morning before I go to work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, ah, oh, I'm ready to start the day. Oh, I know it's a perfect place for you. You need it before you go to like a, a board meeting or a company meeting. You're there like, you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there we go now i don't know how many board meetings you're going to aubrey none anymore <laughs> no when i worked in an office we had to go to meetings all the oh, fucking time oh i have to go to meetings oh, okay. all the time too yeah see i don't i don't go to meetings yeah, ever it would be good to have some yeah. to meetings no, anyway <laughs> meetings suck uh, i don't think i've ever attended a meeting good don't most, do it most meetings can be summed up in Here's an email, one sentence. Yeah. I think <laughs> if I was much. ever invited to a meeting, I would be like, no, I'm not going to that. I think like most meetings are like time wasters. Like, like, and, and in terms of like a company, especially where I work, like, it's a reason to just, I don't know, like account for everybody. Like it, a bunch of these meetings, they keep track of, at least where I work, they keep track of like how many you go to and how many you miss and yeah. stuff like that. And like that can actually come back like, if you're having like a bad review, like that could be a deciding thing. Mm. It's like, well, how many meetings did they show up to? I think I would simply not like participate yeah, in so. meetings. Though. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Anyway, don't go to them. No, don't, don't go to, to meetings. Unless yeah. it's a very important thing. There's never such a thing as an important <laughs> meeting. I don't think that one's Definitely ever not. happened or existed. Definitely not in corporate America, especially no. in the admin department yeah, that I was especially part of. In the Thankfully, I've department. never worked in any sort of corporate setting. Um, I never right. will. And now we're going to go on to our new segment. What do you see? What do you say? Yeah, there you go. Uh, we watched anything? What about... Um, I, what I'm really looking forward to is uh, I just saw that The Woman King ha is now on streaming, so I can't wait to watch that. I haven't watched it oh, yet, yeah. so what have I almost seen? And what have I what almost about, said? Um, is that... What about the menu? Did you want to talk about Ooh, that? Ooh, the menu. I very much enjoyed the menu. Yeah. I watched it. Ray Fiennes is great. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, yeah. I won't say anything. No spoilers. I just said Ray Fiennes is it. He knows Ray Fiennes is in oh, it. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I'm just saying I haven't seen <laughs> it. No, it's excellent. I, yeah. I very much enjoyed it. We did uh, like it. It was uh, surprisingly, though, because it is like a, I don't even know how what genre it would be. It's not. It's something I guess that it's a maybe, horror movie, It's kind something of. that maybe it's you a would thriller. think that you wouldn't like. It's kind yeah. of a thriller. Well, yeah, on the surface, it would be like, what you know, but I I thought it was very clever and, and fun and interesting and- yeah. If you just just buy into the premise, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah. should say that too. It's absurd. Yeah. So just buy into the premise and enjoy the ride because it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's completely it fun, nonsense, it but good... it's yeah, it's we, whatever. We finished. Uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the performances. Yeah, yeah. I very much enjoyed all the performances. I thought that they utilized all the. They had some great actors in there. Mm -hmm. I love John Leguizamo. <laughs> I love John Leguizamo. Unironically, he's great. Anyway, they oh, were all great. great. Everybody in that was great. So I very much enjoyed that. Leguizamo's great in almost I everything. watched it twice. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, I liked it. We finished Russian Doll. That was really good. Oh, that's right. We did watch Russian Doll. We finished season two of that. Yeah. And uh, what I liked about that, no spoilers for that either, sure. but like, uh, what I liked about it is that a lot of it is like, they don't tell you, like, they don't exactly Keep tell up. you what's going on. Keep up. And like, you have to kind of interpret or kind of like, I don't know. I I, I do like that kind of storytelling. Um, we watched yeah. that. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek Next Generation episodes just okay. randomly here and there. Oh, nice. Because, okay. um, Which one is that? Uh, that's the one with Captain Picard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thinking about Groundhog Day episodes, this is one episode of Star Trek um, Next Generation called is there? Cause and Effect, which is a time loop episode. We came out like three years before oh, wow. uh, Groundhog Day. And Dan Slott said it was part of the influence for that uh, time loop Silver Surfer episode. That's oh, fascinating. Wow, you're right. Wow. He did mention that. Yeah. And I was just like, how did we forget to mention that on our Groundhog I, Day? Yeah, so, yeah, we didn't even yeah, mention that. That's a good one. But from that, I went and watched some, like a whole bunch of random other ones because like, there's season three of Picard's about to start. So I think I'm going to sit down and watch all three seasons. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Right Very good. Other than that, I've been watching. Um, uh, YouTube videos of people washing cars for haven't been washed in like 12, 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah, those like <laughs> restoration stuff and yeah, all what? that kind of weird stuff. I started randomly, uh, actually, one of your coworkers like recommended some weird YouTube channel of um, it's this wrecker who has to get cars out of these really fucked up situations. <laughs> like people get their car like caught off on like a cliff right, yeah. or something or like in that. some weird like crevasse yeah. like out in the middle of nowhere and like someone's got to – it's like a whole it's there. a whole thing just to get the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it, I ended up watching this shit for – I'll link it in the show notes. I forgot what <laughs> it was called great. but it was uh, – I'll, I'll find it and I'll link it. That's great. Um, that was really fun. Quasi came out with a new album. We've been listening to that. Breaking the Balls of Breaking History. Breaking the Balls of History. Yeah, nice. that was yeah. Really good. Yeah. Actually got that album this week, and then we saw them last night. Yes. Yeah, very so good. Awesome. We sounded a little tired. It's because like, we were <laughs> up all night screaming our heads off, and we got to meet them. It was super nice. They're so nice. Oh, awesome. They had like, stuff nice. signed by them and stuff They're like that. They're very friendly and, 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 and really generous cool. with their time. And we had a great time. Yeah. So that they was they really put cool. on an excellent show. Yeah, I'll so. link them in the show notes also. Yeah, definitely. Um, really awesome band from the Portland, Oregon area. Um, and they never come to Texas, so it was awesome to be able to see them. Oh, yes. We're very grateful that they came to One Houston. of my favorite Last drummers time... from all time. Yeah. Uh, Janet Weiss is one of my favorite drummers of all time. And, and Sam uh, Coombs yeah. is incredible. Awesome they Last time they came to Texas was 10 years ago, almost to the date, and it was in oh, wow. Denton. And so we drove five hours up to Dan Silverleaf yeah, in, Denton, in Denton, Texas. to see them, yeah. So... The fact that they came to Houston was awesome. Yeah. We drove like maybe 15 minutes to go see them. Nice. It was excellent. <laughs> yeah. And the opening uh, band was excellent, UVs. UVs. I'll link them in the show yeah. notes also. Yeah. They were a cool band. They were good. Very good. Yeah. Cool. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And uh, I know we've been doing a lot of Batman stuff recently, but reading the Catwoman Lonely City, that awesome Cliff Chang story that we read on episodes 43, 44, 52, and 53 of the podcast made me want to read more Batman stuff. And this story uh, that we're going to talk about today is very nostalgic for me because I bought these issues when I was a kid. Danielle was looking at the actual issues earlier. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if you noticed I've the issue. i got them right here. The issue two, that's the actual one that I had. Like, oh, you can, man. You can you see could... that it's Aww. been yes. well read, you know. Yeah. That's so sweet. You know, I was uh, I was 10 years old when I bought these issues and uh, I was getting into reading comics, and I was getting into reading in general, so I'm sure that'll come up a lot as we go along. Uh, Detective Comics 601 to 603 were published from June to August in 1989, 
written by Alan Grant, pencils by Norm Brayfogle, inks by Steve Mitchell, and colors by Adrian Roy. The story is reprinted in Legends of the Dark Knight, Norm Brayfogle, Volume 1, and Batman the Dark Knight Detective, Volume 4, and also marks the start of Alan Grant's run as solo writer of Batman. He had previously written the book with John Wagner, and okay. they even wrote like under a pseudonym together. But then uh, this was the first time that he went off on his own. Alan Grant, famous dinosaur scientist. Yeah. Pa- wait, <laughs> paleontologist. There you go. June 1989 is also when uh, the Tim Burton Batman came out. Yes. So I, as I was going through the actual single issues, I noticed there were ads for the 89 Batman in there. And I was like thinking maybe that's why I picked this up. Maybe that's why I picked this up is because I had seen Batman right. and then I went to the comic Aww. store. I went to the newsstand, you know, they they used to have the stop and go and you would go buy comics there. You could buy comics at stop and go. Oh, like the little rotating rack. Yeah. I would, I would yeah. buy mine at the grocery store. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I might have gone after the movie and bought this issue. So uh, we actually covered another Bray Fogle and Grant story, Batman Requiem for a Killer, back on episode six of this podcast with Matt Strackbine. Um, that one's from 1991, so it's a little later in their run. Um, I do want to talk about the cover here, because this is another thing that it just reminds me of old comics, right? Because you couldn't just go get whatever issue you wanted. You know what I mean? No, You couldn't yeah. go like, oh, I'm missing this specific issue of Batman. Let me just go on eBay and order it, and I'll have it like in a week or two. You know what I mean? Like, right. You couldn't do that. So... Um, I had issue two and three of this. I had the 602 and 603, and I, we didn't have 601 for the longest time. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Like, forever. <laughs> and we had only read the second two parts. Me and my brother had both only read those. So then, like, one time my brother went to the comic store. We made my, my dad take us out to this comic store, and then they had 601 there. Wow. And he bought it. And I remember we were like, whoa, this is it. This Aww. is the fucking, like, so we re- didn't read the story in order. Um, but that's how you read comics back then. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like you didn't, you, you I, had to go hunt down the other issues because you liked one issue and you wanted to figure out the rest of the story. I have something similar. It also involves Batman. It was Batman, a lonely face for dying. Oh, nice. The, you know, how it was like a five part story and two and four were part of Teen Titans. Yes. I didn't get to read those when I was a kid because I didn't have Teen Titans and I didn't get to read it until the trade until about 2000. Or right. Something. I think I borrowed it from you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I've already told my Crimson story. Yeah, so. you have. But um that's the oh, that's a similar kind of yeah. story too, where you went back I and found tracked this thing that. and I was no Brene. Yeah, yeah. Your friend found like just the art of it, right? Or like no, a little mini comic or something. She fucking found all of no, it. No, but it started with you oh, just yeah. finding like a little mini comic. Oh yeah, or something. it was just discarded on the ground. It was like it was like two pages. Right, yeah. Or like something. a promo. Uh, or yeah, something. like some yeah. sort of like weird little promo of it just like sketches of all the characters and describing all the characters and i was like what is this i was obsessed with it yeah. i was obsessed with it for the longest time i like had it forever i kept it with me forever and finally renee tracked down like literally every single issue of it and gave it to me as a gift that's all and we still have all the we, we still, still have, have all, them those all. Issues. oh yeah i'll never get rid of them but so when we finally got this cover and i looked at it i was like holy shit the batmobile looks awesome like that was just one of those things like oh yeah. really excited to see the batmobile topa part one monster maker ferrari testarossa versus the batmobile hey want to match them this guy says you speaking to me? <laughs> so um, I uh, actually... I'm chewing gum. I say you want to race? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I actually found this great article on CBR.com on the 15 coolest Batmobiles. They call this one the early 1990s Batmobile. Um, this was the debut of it. I didn't realize that. Uh, Detective Comics 601 was the debut of a new car based on the Lamborghini Countach. What? Oh, I used to have a picture of that on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> like a dumbass. It was eventually adapted by most Batman artists as the main Batmobile. Bray Fogle soon adopted new approaches to the car design as well, adding in some spaceship design elements in the car, making it more and more futuristic and looking like it could reach some exceptional speeds. This big fat bat symbol yeah. on there. <laughs> so this was like the debut of that car, you know what I mean? So I thought that, that was pretty cool. I didn't know that until uh, researching for this episode. Uh, so the guy in the Ferrari, he speeds off. And this he... big wide phone booth. That could fit, you could fit like five people in that thing. Oh, you're right. Is that a bus stop, though? That says phone on it. Oh, it says phone. You're right. Also, if it were a bus stop, uh, oh, it's facing the wrong way. It is. Maybe it has multiple phones in there. Yeah, like an airport. Yeah, or something like that. Well, Gotham's got some advanced phone boothery <laughs> going on there. So the Ferrari speeds off. It's almost hitting people. Batman goes after it, and he knows all the stats on the car. Wait, wait, right? wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, Aubrey's got to... Hold on. Batman doesn't go after it right away. Batman waits for the light to turn green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I read that, all of a sudden, every time I hear Batman in this, it's Adam West voice coming Amazing. out of his oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, this is very Adam West, goofy Batman story. And it yeah. just kind of put me in that mindset. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, you know, you, we've got the thought bubbles in this one. Maniac must be high on something. He's going to get someone killed. Yeah. Unless I can stop him. <laughs> but it also seems like he's kind of psyched to race oh, he's it pumped. against him. He's, he's like, fucking oh, pumped. well, I'm going to test this this new car out. He's you got know? an excuse now, though. So um, the cops catch wind of this, and they decide to go as well, although they don't think that they'll be able to catch up. And so there's a bit of action here. He's about to crash into a bus, so Batman has to deploy the bat airbags and the bat parachute to stop the Ferrari from crashing into the bus. And he jumps out to catch the guy, but when he grabs him, his face disintegrates, leaving a pile of money. Now that is something, but I also want to go ahead and point out the ad, the full-page ad. Oh, what's the ad in there? Here we've got, it says, uh, (laughs) Get all fired up for the adventure of a lifetime. Role-playing, action-adventure, password feature, two speed levels. I used to stare at that ad a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Nintendo ad for... Hyde Lied? If you've played this game, please tell me. I've not played this game. I don't think I've ever even seen that game. I know, Just right? that advertisement. Maybe just the ad that came out and the game never the did. The ad on the other side of the page. Comic book conventions. The best conventions are great Eastern conventions. Gigantic New York convention. Guests, movies, speakers, freebies. Man, I wish I could go to some of those, man. I wish like I could go back yeah. in time and go to some of those old conventions. And then uh, below that is a badge maker ad nice for it to make your own buttons i just love this look of batman's face as the guy's disintegrating right, he's all yeah. like what the fuck man <laughs> that is the face you would make the cops catch up hey what's going on a good question officer a very good question <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like puts his hand up to his yeah. chin i love that anyway uh we cut over to this guy tenzin wyatt he owns the tibet shop and we see a bunch of Tibetan imagery, including Mahakala. This is a deity common to Hinduism and Tantric Buddhism. In Buddhism, Mahakala is regarded as a sacred protector of the Dharma, 
while in Hinduism, Mahakala is a fierce manifestation of the Hindu god Shiva and the consort of the goddess Mahakali. It's your boy! Mahakala. Yeah? <laughs> um, suddenly, these goons burst in on Tenzin. This is Rafe Kellogg. He's the guy flipping the coin. And he's got... Uh, his his uh, his sidekicks there are Lumps, the guy in the green suit, and Cecil is the one in blue. They say Tenzin owes them money, and they punch him a few times. He doesn't have it, but he says his friend is coming. So his friend is the guy in the Ferrari, right? That's what he's talking about. Yep. I love how Cecil's just blowing a bubble gum. Right, yeah. The entire time. <laughs> Nintendo has a lot of ads in this comic book. There's another full-page <laughs> ad for a Nintendo game. Oh, Operation oh, wow. Wolf. Operation Wolf. Back with Batman, uh, they're talking to the guy whose Ferrari was stolen. He says that uh, they didn't even take all the money that was in the safe. And they didn't take all these other valuables that were left behind. Uh, there's a funny beat, too, because he's holding, like, this vase, and he's like, this vase is worth more than 20000 but then when Batman tells him the car is trashed, he, like, just drops the vase, but then Batman catches it on the next panel, which Amazing. I think is hilarious. He goes, anyway. trashed? You mean, I mean, trashed. <laughs> <laughs> and the cops are mad that they didn't give him his ticket, because one of the cops was like, ah, oh, this would be great to give Batman a ticket in the Batmobile. Right. He doesn't get to do it. He's all mad because he's like, you know, he'll get money for the insurance, but he doesn't care because he has a two-year waiting list to get it for another Oh, Ferrari. right. Yeah, yeah. Back with the Tibet shop, Tenzin's friend hasn't arrived by morning, so the goons, they insult his Tibetan tea and rough him up a little bit. We cut it back over to Batman, and he's pulling into his secret entrance. There's poison ivy there watch out oh wow yeah a little detail yeah well it's like also for people to stay away yeah right? but it's like the, there's like a sign that says danger falling rocks like it's just very outlandishly like <laughs> it's like danger falling rocks yeah. poison ivy keep okay so i know it's supposed to be like saying watch out there's poison ivy here but i also kind of specifically read it as, you poison ivy poison ivy keep do not off. walk on here yeah <laughs> But, like, as he enters it, uh, you can see, like, there's some holograms or something. There's, some, like, some little cameras or something like that, right? Holocam. Like, it's like a projection. It says Holocam 3 is yeah. out. But Batman's all sad about Dawn coming. Start of a new day for most, a new adventure. But for me, Dawn marks the end of another night and not a very satisfactory one. You know, if you imagine Batman out in the daytime, he'd get, like, a weird tan on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I imagine the suit wouldn't look as good also. I, I would... You know, he would he would beat me because I would fall down laughing. <laughs> <laughs> back with Tenzin, he knows the goons will be coming back. And he can't rely on his friends, right? They keep disintegrating. Um, he says he made them in a hurry and they were too macho, like Dom Toretto from The Fast and the Furious, right? Because that's why they get it? Because that's why that guy raised. Family! <laughs> that's an actual quote in the, in the in comic, the comic. Too, you know? Cars are family! I don't have friends. I got family. Tenzin meditates. I'm sorry, Father, for corrupting what you taught me. Try to understand there is no other way. It's time to it's time to bust out the coronas. That's what you taught me. <laughs> you know, what everybody's like, there, there is no other way. And I'm like, yes, there is. You just yeah. don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is, but that wouldn't move the plot along. Sure, sure. Satisfactorily. Oh, but um, one thing I thought was interesting, this guy Tenzin, um, he's in more comics. Uh, down the line, he's like another. He's not just in this story. Right on. Like he's in other stories and stuff like that. So he can like do. He's in the DC or whatever. So we cut back over to Wayne Manor the next evening. Bruce is so excited to be Batman again. He's already <laughs> suited up. He's pumped. He's just wait. He just doesn't have the mask on, but he's got the rest of the costume. He's ready to go. 
And he's looking out the window, waiting for the sun to set so he can be Batman again. Because he's a big Dracula. He didn't find anything in his research like what happened with the guy in the Ferrari. Well, I like this. Alfred's like, oh, you're getting a jump on things. The sun isn't even set yet. You're uh, you're raring to go, right? Batman's like, sometimes a few minutes can make all the difference, Alfred. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay. Do, is there anything else you want me to put in the laundry for you? <laughs> He's no. doing his fucking laundry. He's like, no. Incredible. Oh, I just noticed the, the amazing the other bat suit in right. his laundry basket. Incredible. Um, but that's actually crucial to the plot. So yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. So Alfred's like, and you expect to find out the truth tonight, sir? No, I don't expect anything, Alfred. Bruce says, I accept what the night brings. Because <laughs> he, he puts the cowl Fantastic. on. Right? So yeah. I imagine, like, if this is like Bale, Christian Bale Batman, like, he's not he's not in the voice. And then he puts it on and he's in the voice, like, mid-sentence. Oh, Excellent. Right? <laughs> Perfect reading. Very good. But I think that panel is awesome, too. I accept what the night brings. That's fucking awesome. Too. Oh, that, yeah. That's a good piece of writing. I like that. I actually, I, I want to see Batman say that in a movie. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's good writing. It's funny, though. I do like it. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> Over with Tenzin, he's conjuring a tulpa. A tulpa is a concept in theophysy, mysticism, and the paranormal of an object or being that is created through spiritual or mental powers. We know that, John. We know yeah. what a tulpa okay. is. Um. You guys know what it we is. We all know what a tulpa is. We did the Hellboy Book Club podcast. <laughs> oh, we we all about, know what the fucking tulpas are. Did we talk are. about tulpas on there? I'm sure we must have at we some point. We must have. Okay, let us know if we did. I'd be very okay. surprised if we didn't. <laughs> I know we talked about homunculi. Who doesn't know what a tulpa is? Who doesn't know? Um, if you don't know, uh, it's that's it was the thing that John said it was. Yes. And and just re- hit rewind and hit go, rewind back and and it'll go back and you'll hear it. So this one's going to break into Wayne Manor and get the $5,000. And we see it sneaking in. I like to think that it's doing the sexy Catherine yes. Zeta-Jones butt 100%. thing. Yes, <laughs> 100%. And there's like some 90s music yes, going on. Yes, absolutely. You know? Oh, yes, definitely. Has there ever been anyone you couldn't choose? So yeah, this is all really good. It like sneaks in, but Alfred's right there. So it does all this fancy shit. And then as soon as it walks in, like Alfred's right there. Um, He's got his 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 that stocking cap yeah, on the, the nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Alfred gets beat up a little bit by this guy. Well, a little bit. He gets like kicked in the face pretty hard. We don't like that. Yeah. Um, and I didn't notice this, but you actually see him get the little bat thing and put it on the guy. Oh wow! I never even noticed that. I've read this comic. I don't know how many times, and I just noticed that right well, now. Well, he's a secret agent here. Yeah, he yeah. used to be worked for the British intelligence. Yeah, or yeah. whatever, right? Okay, so in the comic book, we've got this here. Oh, just oh, all I don't even yeah. know if I can read this. What would you call it's that, so Aubrey? Small. Oh, there's like those. Isn't it like print ads for um, like Mile High Comics or something? Something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it says. Uh, New England Comics. Oh, okay. okay. New there England Comics. Yeah, there you go. So it's the text is so small. Batman T-shirt, beautiful black with color logo and Batman pose. How much is it? Twelve ninety five. Wow, that's a lot for Ooh. a T-shirt in nineteen eighty nine. I was just about to say that's cheap for a T-shirt <laughs> in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Oh right, true. <laughs> Guns and Roses, the comic book. I did that. <laughs> Rock and Roll Comics number one features the entire history of the mega popular metal group. <laughs> Plus a backup satire story. 
sure to be a big hit with both comics and rock fans. I doubt that so much. Oh, I read it. It is definitely not that good. <laughs> yeah, no. Get them while it they're... It wasn't a big hit for you, Aubrey? Wait, it wait. was a big miss. Get them while they're hot. Limit 10 per order. <laughs> <laughs> like they were afraid that they were going to sell out of this. Incredible. Predator. New color comic based on the mega popular movie character. The alien hunter is on the prowl in the jungles of NYC from the folks who do aliens. No, that's actually a really good comic. Yeah. It is. I have those comics. Um, so they introduce... Um, well, this is I just what, like the way that they phrased it. No, but I got a, <laughs> I, 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 I got a tangent on this a yeah, little bit. Yeah, go for it. Because yeah. uh, they introduce... Arnold Schwarzenegger's brother. Or yeah, like he, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger's brother, and he looks just like him. What's his name? Um, it's something it's like something that. It's something that rhymes with Dutch, Dutch? probably. <laughs> I don't. I thought it was also I'm Dutch. I'm looking this up, bros. Yeah, it was called Concrete Jungle. John Schaefer, an oh, NYPD name? detective and Dutch's brother in the comic Predator oh, Concrete okay. Jungle. I'm getting it mixed up then. Yeah, John Schaefer. So I, I loved that comic. But yeah, the premise is kind of funny because it's just, it's just Arnold again. Anyway, uh, over with Batman... He's beating up three guys at once. I really like this. I love the motion of Batman. I like how he's posed as he's like doing the fight moves and everything. Oh, yeah. This looks really good. And uh, I like this line. This guy is like, three of us mateys. The masked man is meat. If I had a 20 for every time I've heard some punk say that, I'd pay your dentist bill. Jeez. Batman says as he like. <laughs> but you can't pay his dentist bill. You're rich. I know. You're Bruce fucking Wayne. <laughs> Prince of the city. You can do that already. That doesn't make for a good one-liner. I mean, yeah. you know. So the Batmobile's ringing. He goes over there and he checks it out. He's got a car phone. Yeah. Yes. It's red. It's, it's red. red. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's that's great. a great detail. Yes. What is it? Trouble? And we cut over to Alfred. I'm afraid so, sir. I've had a spot of bother, he says. <laughs> a break-in. The perpetrator became rather physical when i remonstrated with him so alfred tells him that he pinned the homing locator on him and batman's psyched but i like how alfred <laughs> says i pinned a homing locator on him and he goes a bat bug <laughs> he, has to, he has to correct him with the it's proper bat, bat name bug. for yeah. it yes but he's psyched he's like you sly old dog what in the world were you doing with that it was in the wash right so they showed earlier that he had that one and he was gonna wash that old oh, suit what, or a co- what a coincidence I like this panel of Batman smiling on the phone. He's like, uh, yeah. he's like, you call a doctor, you hear me? And Alfred goes, very good, sir. I'm a doctor. And then he hangs up on him. And Batman Batman's, smiles. He he was, <laughs> he's like, I like that. It's a good one. <laughs> I like that panel. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So Batman said, uh, call yourself a doctor now. Yeah, and yeah. He, okay, because I thought you just said call a doctor. Well, that's what he, that yeah, that's the joke. Right. You call it? yourself a doctor now. You hear me? I know. Very good, sir. I'm, I'm a, doctor. a doctor. That's Click. the joke. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel like you left out the. He your. did. He okay. left out the joke and oh, okay. the joke. There's two meanings to, to yeah, that it's joke. A, yeah. Because that's the Alfred's joke. a doctor. No. Isn't Alfred He's a doctor? He's not. He has some, like combat medicine. I thought he was training. like a surgeon. He's absolutely or not. That was in some versions of the story. Batman's dad is a surgeon in some versions. Oh, okay. Alfred's never been a doctor. That's the joke. He says, "You call yourself a doctor now." You hear? Which means you should call a doctor for yourself. Yeah, no, but he I get said, it. Call yourself a doctor. <laughs> and he goes, "He said I'm very a good. I'm a doctor." Oh, I thought he was a doctor though. No. So that's why that joke had a different meaning yes. for yes. me. Now we've fully explained everything. That's like, don't call me Shirley. Yeah, it's that. I like it. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Also, uh, what was it? I like, uh, I, I feel like Alfred would be paranoid enough to always constantly have little things on him. 
Oh, yeah. Like Batman, except it's hidden. Like Batman has yeah. the utility belt. I feel like Alfred would have all these secret pockets all over him. Oh, That have definitely. like little devices and shit. You know what I mean? He's a paranoid freak. <laughs> what do you think Batman gets it from? Yeah, yeah. But then when Batman hangs up with Alfred, he's pissed because he's like, oh, this guy beat up Alfred. Tenzin meets back with his tulpa, but it came back empty handed. So Tenzin disintegrates it just like the other one. And it leaves the little bat bug behind. He says, no, I do not want to die. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of sad. So Tenzin destroys the bat bug, but Batman was close enough, so he's in the general area. He's like, I know this guy's somewhere. So he goes up on the lookout. I fucking love these panels of him like, okay, so we see him like throw the grappling hook out of the Batmobile, and then he climbs up the wall, and then he's like chilling up there at the top of the little binoculars or whatever. I fucking love those panels. Like, well, for me, this is like character defining stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, these are character defining panels and imagery for me of the character. Like, I'm 10 years old and I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, fuck, this is so fucking cool. cool. You know what I mean? So, I'm very impressed by the way that uh, his cape is drawn when he's all crouched up on the roof like a gargoyle. Oh, I love this. Great job. Uh, drawing that fabric yeah all bunched up on him like a big dracula cape i really like it it looks fantastic <laughs> also we've got another ad here <laughs> it's one of those ads that has like a hundred ads all squished into the oh, page with right. the super they small text to see the atlas an one. atlas body in seven days <laughs> dynamic tension starts giving results you can feel and your friends will notice your friends will notice in seven days <laughs> big <laughs> useful muscles gain weight if needed Lose, quote-unquote, pot belly. Sin name and address for 32-page book. Charles Atlas, etc. and so forth. And there's a little picture. Uh, so then there's all this other if, stuff on here. any of you guys show up in seven days and all of a sudden you're jacked, I'm going to be like calling Bro. You. Like, you, you need to stop the steroids. You're on the gear, yeah. That man is on the gear. That's too much HGH. It's, it's too much. Don't do it. Um, oh man! But then, and then on the other side of this, beautiful, lovely, the Man of Steel welcomes George Perez and Brett Breeding to the Superman team. Wow! Look at that! Oh, ad. Look at that full page that ad. Nice. It's just beautiful. a big, gorgeous drawing of Superman. Yeah, that would make me want to buy that. Comic. It's so um, sweet. It's a recreation of uh, Superman number one. Yeah. Nice. Look at that. Very really cool. nice. So that's, that's that was so nice to see. Yeah. R.I.P. George Perez. We miss and love you. Yes. So we cut back over to Tenzin. He goes to meditate again. And uh, he's like, I'm so sorry, Dad, but I'm going to have to do some more fucked up stuff. And we see him in front of the big tapestry that has Mahakala on it. It will be no mere topa, Tenzin thinks. They find waiting for them. I go down deep, down into my mind. I look for a demon from hell. Sorry, just one last thing before we finish off. The detective comments... Where all the letter hacks come in. Oh, detective nice. comments. Yeah, I they, like that. That's they, great. They write in their, their letters and stuff. That would be a great name for a podcast. Yeah, that's fun. And so those are fun. I, I, I read some of these, actually. Some of them were interesting. Uh, and the very last ad, Bubble Bobble. <laughs> Bubble Bobble ad. Here. Well, I think there's a Dungeons and Dragons on the back. Oh, there is a Dungeon. Advanced yes. Dungeons and Dragons player hand, but your toughest player. Yeah. Ah, fun. Very, very good. Very cool. For edition, what edition is this? Second edition. Yeah. Nice. Going on to the issue two cover. So this is iconic for me because this was the the first Batman comic that I had. And they kind of corrected the colors because it's purple. Right. And I always thought that was kind of I cool. I kind of like the purple because more. Because I, I thought it was the red lighting yes, interacting with the, the, the blue costume 
to make it purple. That was a purposeful choice that but they, they changed. They changed it blue on on the digital version, and it was very apparent to me when I looked at it. I was like, I recognize that as yeah. being very different. I like the purple though. I, like I think the it looks yeah. good. Why don't we get this? Costume? I think it's really. Interesting. I think that we should actually get this costume. I know it would be cool, right? That would be dope. Anyway, but man, like just the idea of this thing has six arms and it's got Batman's going to chop him in half. Like, I don't know. Like this cover is just like, it's one of those, like, I'm going to pick this up just because what's going to happen to Batman? I mean, is he going to get so chopped cool. in half or not? <laughs> Topa part two, night moves. We open on the apartment of Jason Blood. He's with his buddy and psychic Randu and they're playing chess Randu Sin first appeared in the Demon Issue 1 in 1972 by Jack Kirby, and he was actually the first person to learn of Jason's demon, Etrigan. Um, he says, guys, guys, it's Jason Blood. It's Jason Blood. I'm so psyched. I love his red eyebrows. Yeah, I'm so pumped to see they this really, guy. They really they, bring those eyebrows out. They really they are, do. They, they do pop. <laughs> I recognized him right away. I recognized the hair. Yeah. He's great. And so uh, I like all this in his place. Like, there are all these statues of monsters or yeah. whatever of other demons. Yeah. And different paintings. Those are all him. All of those paintings. But when he's talking to Randu, he alludes to all these things. He says that he was rid of Etrigan, and it was wrong of Darkseid to bring them back together again. What's that about, John? And so I was like, what is that about? Um, so a lot of that apparently took place in Cosmic Odyssey. That was a storyline. Um, Jim Starlin? Yeah, thank you, Aubrey. Jim Starlin and Mike Mignola. And this is, uh, I thought this was nuts That's because wild. like, I have all the issues and I've never read this. Okay. And it's Mike Mignola and I've never read it. And apparently that's where this shit happens that he's talking about. Okay. Oh, you so, read that. Wow. So we got to come back and it read that. It all comes back around. Yeah. Cosmic Odyssey. Um, it's a 1988 comic, four issue miniseries by Jim Starlin and Mike Mignola, lettered by John Workman. So it features Superman, Batman, and the New Gods. Um, I'll have to check that out. Uh, maybe we'll come back to it on another episode of the podcast. So, uh, anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Suddenly, Randu gets a sci-flash. I love the way they draw this sci-flash. Yeah, the, the depiction of that is really cool. He can sense something's happening, but then he loses it. Back with Tenzin, we see his descent into his mind. And so, uh, there. Are, I, I loved these panels as a kid, too. I thought this was very trippy, and it really like kind of captured my imagination. Yeah. Um, the way that the smoke creates the panels when he goes into his mind, like it's all weird and stuff like that. And uh, all these monsters, doubts, prejudices, um, they're all these negative traits, but they all have these labels like hatred and all this kind of stuff, right? The design on the monsters kind of reminded me of like the Venom monsters and stuff like that. Oh, right. Symbiote monsters mm. or whatever. Okay, guys. Introducing a winning combination for breakfast. Nintendo Cereal System. Oh, that. wow. I had that. I've what had the that. fuck is the this? The box with the two uh, cereals in it. So it had Super Mario cereal on one side and, and Legend Zelda of Zelda on the other side. And then you could mix them. And it even <sighs> or had, you could keep them separate. Or you could keep them separate. And it had like a little contraption. Or not even a contraption. It was just like a cardboard yeah, it was door like... or something. So you could like decide if you wanted to pour both of them or just one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I remember that cereal. It was so sugary. Mario. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's exactly it. Mario saying, this tastes super. No, wait. Link what, says, what? What? No, what is Mario saying? Mario saying, this tastes super. <laughs> and, and Link is saying, we rescued breakfast. Oh, awesome. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Uh, and, yeah, and then down here it says, introducing the Nintendo cereal system. 
Nintendo is for breakfast now. Nintendo is two cereals in one. Wow. <laughs> Who wrote this copy? <laughs> Super Mario Brothers and Zelda 2. Mix them, match them, crunch them. You just can't lose. Fruit-flavored Mario's Mushrooms and Goombas. Berry-flavored Link's Hearts and Shields. Nintendo is breakfast news. Nintendo cereal system. If you can't <laughs> beat them, eat them. Wow. Wait, side note real quick. Yes. Did y'all see the SNL thing where uh, Pedro Pascal oh, yes. was uh, Mario? Yes, we did <laughs> see that. It was really so good. So you remember this cereal. I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. had this cereal. You physically had this cereal in your I hands ate and you it. ate it. I ate it a couple times. Wow. Yeah, we had it a couple times, I think. I would I would yeah. love to see that the box. <laughs> I wonder if there's any people who collect these cereal boxes. I'm sure, I'm there, sure there are is. people that collect yeah. cereal boxes. That's so, I'm sure you can get on eBay and find one right now. If they fucking came out with this, they would make so much goddamn money. <laughs> if they re-released the oh, cereal. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bring this back. I would do it with like the new the Bring new this versions. horrible, horrible thing back. Bring this terrible <laughs> thing back. So, uh... Disgusting. I want it. Didn't it have marshmallows in it? I want it! I don't remember. Who knows? I want this horrible thing. So, uh, as he's creating this monster... So, one thing I thought... A detail that I actually picked up this time. Um, so he gets three monsters. Anger, hatred, and violence. And then he combines them all to make this one. That's why it has six arms. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's three different monsters in one. Or whatever. And he makes it look like Mahakala. It's not It's not the real Mahakala, no. but he makes it, he gives it that depiction. He makes it look like that, right. By the way, Mahakala, like, yeah. I'm a huge Kali fan. I think she's fucking great. And by extension, uh, Mahakali. Mahakali is a feminized variant of Mahakala, and we already know that. But, like, I, the, the depiction, though, if you Google some of these, like, visual depictions of her, fucking incredible. Oh, nice. Just yeah. excellent. Really cool. Really, really amazing. And, uh, yeah, just some awesome shit. So, Kali Mahakali. Two excellent deities. Yeah. Very good. We Thumbs got some, up for we these got, deities. We got some research even on a Batman comic. <laughs> There's also a YouTube video I want you to link to in the show notes. Okay, I'll link so in the show notes. So, you link to that video, and it's awesome. Yes, you got to remember to send it to I me. will. I'll remember to send that to you. I will do that. So, Kali, uh, in case you don't know this, is um, a Hindu goddess who's considered to be the goddess of ultimate power, time destruction, and change in Shaktiism and this tradition she's considered... She's fucking right. If you look at her, she's got like a necklace of fucking uh, like skulls or people's heads and stuff. And her, <laughs> she well, and she's typically uh, depicted with like a ferocious yeah. face with her tongue out. She's like ah, like I'm gonna fucking get you. Yeah, like, yeah. She's fucking amazing. She's nice. grand. So look at that link in the show notes. It's gonna be grand. All right. So we cut over to Batman. He's still on the lookout. Um, he's looking for whoever beat up Alfred. And he sees the three goons, and he's like, what's this? Rafe Kellogg and his heavies. Wonder what they're up to at this time of night. No good, I'll bet. So I like that, that he's like, he sees these guys, and he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck with these guys, too. I still can't um, help but hear this in Adam West's voice. I know, right? <laughs> Let's go. But inconspicuously. Through the window. But again, like, I love the depiction here. So he pulls out the batarang or whatever, the grappling hook, and he, like, twirls it. And then he, God, this panel of him, like, uh, swinging through the air. Like, fuck, he, man. Yeah, that's because it's before his uh, grappling gun. Before the gun, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the gun was first introduced in the movie. So we go over to Kellogg, Lumps, and Cecil. And uh, I didn't think this was one interesting thing. This guy, Lumps, is, uh, he's, like, really smart, like, the way he talks. What are the odds Tenzin's got the cash? Not terribly good, I'm afraid, Mr. Kellogg, Lump says. With due regard to Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, even allowing for the occasional divine miracle, I'd be willing to wager next month's shakedowns our Tibetan mongrel comes up empty-handed. 
And so Kellogg's like, in that case, my learned friend will just have to kill him. <laughs> so this time when Kellogg and his goons come in, Tenzin just straight up tells them that he doesn't have the money. And when Kellogg orders the goons to finish him off, he unleashes his version of Mahakala. So all of this, uh, there's so he's a, couple... a he's a he's a horrible monster with yeah. the form of this guy. We're not no one's saying that this is the guy. Yeah, so like, it's yeah. his version of yes, it. Yes, right? it's just like kind of like a yeah. He just took it. He just took that image of it. Yes. Um, but there's a couple things I want to talk about as the action kicks in here. So I love this panel of Kellogg where he's like first he's scared and then he's like get him or whatever. Like, I love how it has, like, the two heads or whatever. I don't know. I just right. love these kinds of depictions. But, okay, this is 10-year-old me. I'm reading the comic. And then the Mahakala comes, and it fucking chops this dude with his giant axe. And it says, Yeah, Shunk, that's pretty and graphic. And you see the blood. And I was like, what Whoa. the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, to me, <laughs> it was, like, a big deal that this was happening. Um, I love when Batman swings in. He's, like, a little... He's like a little monkey or something, you know what I mean? Like, he comes in and he does his, like, acrobatic kicks and all that stuff. I just thought it was so cool. I love the double fist punch or whatever when he does shit like that. You know, Batman busts in, he's like, all you stop where you are. Hey, are you deaf creep? I said, hold it. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that kick right there. It's oh, so, so cool. Good. In the middle of the battle, Kellogg pulls his gun on Tenzin and he shoots Tenzin. At the same time, um, this monster that Tenzin has conjured... It throws the axe at Cecil, and then it says Chunk. And so you see the panel of the axe about to hit him, and then you see that panel, and then you see where he pulls it out. And then when you turn the page, you actually like see a panel where he's like all covered in blood. And to me, that blew my mind. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. was in a comic. And I was just like, and the fact that you don't really see it, like you see it, but like my mind filled in like, oh, yeah. He just oh, chopped yeah. his dude in half or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. All this was like very, again, character defining stuff. And just like, it blew my mind as a kid. Sure, you know what yeah. I mean? Like comics were like. Absolutely. I was like, should I be reading this? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I feel like I'm getting away with something when For I'm reading sure. it. You know? I also want to point out in the co in the physical copy of the comic, the character design for this monster, very, very blue skin. Oh, okay. Uh, which is typically, you know, the the skin color that this god would be um and in the digital version uh just gray right just right a warm yeah. gray so yeah. that's interesting i don't okay. know why they made that change maybe to be like to lessen the cultural insensitivity sure, yeah. that could be to yeah, be like well yeah. he's not the real one so he wouldn't yeah, have blue yeah. skin so maybe they changed it for okay. that reason i don't know that's that's pure speculation i didn't notice that yeah so Mo i don't uh, most likely it's just because of the way that the paper is saturated sure as opposed to the way it is on digital. that could right, absolutely right. be true Interesting. yeah so the monster throws batman and then after it throws him the first time he's like he's learned stuff about it so he comes back the second time and he's able to like dodge the yeah, axe and all yeah. this kind of stuff and like get some hits on it which i thought were so cool i love the uh that like a matrix-esque panel you know what i mean like where, <laughs> oh yeah like you know what i mean like nowadays they would have made it like that but the matrix didn't even exist at this time or whatever um but at i least just that's what the matrix wants you to oh think. yeah that's shit. what the matrix wants you to think john and then there's another panel where it's like punching batman with all the different fists like i think all that is really cool like the action beats um i thought they did a good job of like this giant monster versus this like spry jumping around kicking guy you know batman even tries to lift the axe but he can't pick it up because it's too magical or whatever. It's got those uh, properties attached to it. So 
He thinks that's the only thing that could hurt it. But the beast eventually gets the better of him. But he's like, my battle is not with you. I was born in anger, hatred, and violence. I have a task to perform. Fear not, master. I will not fail you. Your enemies will die. So Mahakala makes it out onto the street to continue after Kellogg and Lumps. Batman is left in the wrecked Tibetan shop with the dead guy and Tenzin, who's been shot. And Batman goes over to Tenzin and he tells him about the Tulpa and everything. And he tells him about Mahakala before he faints. It will kill Kellogg. It is angry and it won't stop. And we see the monster continuing after the goons. So I like this. We get like a cut and there's like a bat-shaped word box right there. I almost hear like the little sound like... (laughs) It's long minutes before the medics arrive. The Mahakala is long gone. Um, and I thought the colors were really cool. That's yeah, one thing that really cool struck choice. me about these panels. I actually had to look at the print version of this, too, because I remember it being darker, and it is a little bit more faded uh, in the print version. But uh, I thought it was just a really great color choice by Adrian Roy. Yeah, these panels good. are also character-defining for me. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, mm-hmm. every panel of Batman in this pretty much is like, ah, oh, it's like hitting me in that weird nostalgia part for of sure. your brain. The cops want Batman to get checked out by actual medical professionals who are literally standing right there. But Batman doesn't have time for that. I don't have time for that, he says. Not tonight, Doc. In the bar, Kellogg and Lumps cheer to Batman, stumbling in and saving them. I never thought I'd say it. But here's mud in his eye. So, of course, I had to look up that phrase. Here's, here's mud, in, mud your in your eye. So, wh- wh- do you know where that comes from? Uh, 1930 gangster movies. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? What do you say? There you go. Um, so, uh, I found a couple different articles. But the one that had the most information was from Nugget of Knowledge by WYTV.com. That's a local news network in Ohio. They do a nugget of knowledge on the news, and they had one about this. Okay. And so I was like, ah, okay. What's this? What's the nugget of knowledge, Sean? The expression is more common in British English than American English. It is informal and originated in the 1930s. The exact source of the expression is unclear. Some people speculate it relates to mud in the trenches of World War One. Oh. Others point to the Bible as a source. Uh, there's a story where Jesus smears mud over a blind man's eyes, and then when he opens his eyes, he can see. This theory could make sense as people often toast to good health. However, there's no evidence for either theory. Another popular theory, the phrase symbolized a plentiful crop when farmers used to raise uh, glass to the success of a good harvest. Another explanation comes from horse racing. When someone says, here's mud in your eye, he's really congratulating himself. In horse racing, the winning horse will kick mud into the eyes of those behind him. Anyway. What? (laughs) Okay. Like eat my dust kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Anyway. Um, I don't know if that didn't really explain anything, No, but there's a nugget of knowledge for you, <laughs> courtesy of WYTV.com. A, a, a nugget of wild speculation there you go. for you. Fantastic. So the goons have a slight moment of relief before the Mahakala bursts in the bar. You! I comes in and he's like, ah! <laughs> I'm in here now, hey! The bartender is not phased by this at all. No. He has a shotgun behind the bar. He's like, ah, oh, people, people come in like this all the time. And he uses it, but it has no effect. And so he gets chucked by the monster oh, as well. No. The goons leap out the window just to narrowly avoid the axe getting them. We've got a, another Nintendo ad. Nintendo had a lot of money in DC Comics. Wow. Now you're playing with power. Nintendo action set. Action set is all you need to play with power. Challenging Systems base unit has two microchips to provide superior graphic two microchips. Holy shit. Ooh, two dude. microchips to provide superior graphics and sound effects. Ultra accurate zapper 
light gun operates up to 16 feet from the TV by receiving light from the screen. It's so accurate. <laughs> if you're even a fraction of an inch off the target, you've missed. Wow. Includes the uh, Super Mario's game. Super Mario Brothers game. Uh, two fast action controllers, a six-foot cord, and hookup accessories. High-impact plastic housing. <laughs> the kind of bullshit they're making up to Incredible. more Who shit. Who wrote this copy? Anyway, 99. I fucking bought 99. one. 99. I had one of those. My brother bought one, actually. I used to the whole the action set to the reset button. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the light gun and everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. It came with all that. It came with Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt and Super Mario. Mario Brothers. Yeah. Look, so, at this, look at this illustration of Bowser. Is that Bowser? Is that supposed to be Bowser? Wow. Oh, wow. It looks all weird. It looks all weird. <laughs> That's uh, before they got his design really That's down. The, yeah. That's the booklet. That's the original stuff. Bowser, though. That's the original. I think that's how he looks in the game, in the first level, or where, where you first fight him. Surely not. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. Okay. Not not like that. There's no I mean, way that kind of. is true. That can't be true. Anyway. And the Koopas around him look kind of weird, too. Yeah, I don't remember it looking like that. Anyway. Back with Jason Blood and Randu, they're still playing their game of chess, but Randu is uneasy about his side flash. They hear a knock at the door. It is the Batted Man. It's the Batted Man. I like how uh, they draw Randu in a shadow right here with all those black lines going down him. Oh, yeah. Some some hatch marks, if you will, some hatch hatching. Tell him to go away, and the answer is no, Jason tells Randu. And Batman's like, okay, just, just hear me out. He's like, there is no need. I know what you're after, what you and your hero breed always want from me. Help, isn't that it? Some fool's released a monster and you want me to set free my monster to fight against it. I'm not yes. Gonna fucking help you. Get fucked, he and, says. And Batman's like, something like that, or at least tell me how to defeat it. And he's like, you can't defeat it. And he's like, it'll fade away on its own accord. And Batman's like, how long is that going to take? A month? A year? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. So he's like, someone's already died here. And he's like, I'm done. I'm not going to do it. I love that panel where yeah. they're both like squaring off. They're arguing. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I love the body language by Jason Blood. He says, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, he says. So Batman's like, I'm going to have to do it without you. And so Randu's like, I'll go with you, Batman. And so he has to kind of explain that he's got psychic powers and stuff before yeah. Batman will let him go. Because Batman's, Batman's like... like I don't want to take a blind person into a battle with me. Well, he goes, I don't mean to be rude, but you're fucking useless. <laughs> I just hope I don't regret rude. this, Batman says. Right, but he's like, I, I can't, I'm very useful to you. I'm coming with you. Over with the goons, they see a police car as they're running away, and they try to get the police to arrest them. They do that kind of thing. Um, that happens in movies, right, sometimes? That's like a trope where it's sure, like... Sure. You know, I'm going to punch this cop to protect me from this other thing that's trying to get Absolutely, me or whatever, sure. right? So they try they'll, and do that. People, they'll be like, lock me up. Yeah, yeah. Just lock me. What? Oh, there's a, there's a real good example of that. Oh, I can't put my finger on it now. What are what is, what are your favorite examples of yeah. lock me up, I'm dangerous, or this guy's trying to get me or something? And then, then, they're, then they're like, all right, you're whatever, buddy. You're drunk. Go away. And then he's just like, we'll punch the cop yeah. in the face. Like, and they'll be like, all right, buddy, that's it. That's it. That's it. You're going to jail. <laughs> well, yeah, that's where I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of, oh, what is the example I'm trying to think of? I don't know. There's a specific You'll one remember that's... it and interrupt me later. I absolutely will. <laughs> I'll do that for sure. I mean, there's so interaction with the cops. It's like, I want to be arrested. You got to take me in. Oh, yeah. So what's the big crime? <laughs> Murder, extortion, loan sharking. Oh, yeah. Bring it too much booze to boot. <laughs> now go on before I really run you in for wasting my time. How about assaulting a cop wise guy? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. I love it. So, uh, but I do love um, 
the sweat and the look of desperation that Bray Fogel gives them. I, I really love the character faces on this comic. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so the cops are now involved with fighting this thing. Batman hears it over the radio with the Batmobile with Randu, and so he races over there. Do you want to hear this one or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, we got the 89. We got an ad here. Here it is. Go ahead. Relive the movie experience. Send for your own copy of the official Batman Souvenir Magazine. Here's your chance to order the one and only official Batman Souvenir Magazine. Published by Topps, the same company making the Batman movie trading cards. This high-quality collector's edition magazine is approved by DC Comics and the Warner Brothers Movie Studio. Jam-packed with action movie photos. You can enjoy the thrills and chills of the Batman film over and over. It's all here in 68 dazzling full-color pages. Printed on quality glossy paper. Special coverage includes your favorite scenes from the movie, profiles on all the stars and filmmakers, behind-the-scenes look at the Batmobile, trademarked, Batcave, trademarked, Batwing, trademarked, (laughs) bonus articles on the Batman, collectibles in the history of Batman, and comics, full-color Batman pin-up. Ooh! (laughs) You know, there's nothing I like more than getting, after seeing a movie, is getting a magazine Mm. and just looking at the pictures of it. You're obviously an '80s kid, Aubrey. Oh, oh fuck man. yeah! Oh man, I did have some of those trading cards, though. Did you? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, we cut back over to Jason Blood, and he's just being so fucking dramatic. I love <laughs> fucking body language oh, and man, everything. It's true. Um, what a fucking drama. The posing queen. and everything. But I love this Such idea a dramatic that dramatic bitch. But, but I love this idea that he's looking out the window and he sees Etrigan, and Etrigan's like, "Let me out!" And he's oh, like, really "What good. am I gonna do? Oh no! What am I? What will I do?" <laughs> John is Kicks putting his, his hand across his forehead. <laughs> oh, it's so good. There. It just, kicks the fucking table. Yeah. Kicks it over. And then that chess game goes flying. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> really good. 603. This is one of the best covers, in my opinion. I would love to have a oh, print. Oh, this is an excellent cover. I would love to have a print of this cover. Again, yeah. character-defining stuff for me. This is awesome. But I love this idea because Batman's commonly depicted on a gargoyle. They're both gorgiles. Yeah. And so he's with the garga- the gorgiles, <laughs> and fucking Etrigan is there, too. Yeah, man. Etrigan's like, look at me. I'm a fucking gorgile. He is. <laughs> I love them. Gargoyles, psychics, everything's ungodly, dark savage. Wait, hold on. Before we go on, I yeah. like at the very end of the last issue, he's like, I will never let you out again. Never again. Next issue? It's just he's again. on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely 100% how it goes. Batman and Etrigan. Yes. Flying around so on the rooftop. When we were reading uh, Catwoman Lonely City and Etrigan showed up and he's rhyming and he's doing all this yeah. shit. And I'm like, this is all that I could think of. And I was like, man, sure, I want to yeah. read, read this comic no, this is again. Awesome. You know what oh, I mean? This is great. Yeah. yeah. Turn your house into a sewer. What? It's a Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles oh. ad. Oh, Ninja Turtles ad. Ninja Turtles ad. Man, that oh. game was so fucking hard. That game was so <laughs> brutal. <laughs> That's like, That game was punishment. Yeah. It was punishment because you wanted to play it because we were so into Ninja Turtles, but it was so fucking hard. Sure, yeah. God, well, the Batman was, game was fucking horrible underwater as well. Shit. Anyway. Fuck that fucking turtles game. <laughs> <laughs> so we open uh, Maha Kalos fighting the cops and the goons. We get a lot of great action here. Um, I, I, I like how you describe him chopping the cop car with the axe as fighting the cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you, you want to fight some cops? You want to chop a cop car with a big axe? Yeah. Do I, it. Do sometimes, it. Uh, 
sometimes if we're just like doing stuff in the house and we want to have something on the TV, we'll just throw on one of the Marvel movies yeah. or something like that. And the other day we had Iron Man 2 on and they do this shot where he gets the car door do narrowly shot, yeah. avoiding getting hit and you instead get the car door. Like they do that in the movie. So, I mean, it's just some like I think a lot of the action in this is really like it still holds up. Very action. You know what wow, I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's like actual choreography in this or whatever. Yeah. Which is impressive. And so the cops like, let's lose it in the demolition site. So they decide to go there, right? This is going to lead us to the big uh, climax moment and all that. Well, you want, you need a site that's A, like exciting to, there's all kinds of stuff that can climb on and it's dangerous and you can use stuff to like, but also like, there's no civilian casualties because oh, everyone's go. gone yeah. home for the day. Yeah, yeah. So. Hey, it must be like a three-day weekend or something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love this. Um, as Batman pulls up in the Batmobile, he slides back the cover as it's still going so he can jump out at the last moment. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I think that's fucking cool. Yeah, I was good. like, oh, I really like that. And he goes for the crane, and then he's like, now, if I remember my basic demolition... Like, he knows how to operate sure. all this shit. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, let me refresh myself on using a wrecking ball. I just want to, before we, before we move on, before we move on, the compatriot here is like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you jumping out of this car? I cannot drive. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm blind. I, I cannot see. I'm not, a, I'm not a sighted person. Batman's like, don't worry. The car is voice activated. Stop. So they mentioned that. They managed to, like, get oh, that yeah, in there. Yeah. Which That's I think right. is thoughtful. Yeah, that did happen in the movie, too. Stop. (gasps) So he activates the wrecking ball, and then he jumps on it, and then he uses it to crash into the monster. I like how he kind of rides it, you know, or whatever, into the beast. Really cool stuff. That's the only way that he can think to take it out. And so they all approach the downed creature. Batman notes that it didn't disintegrate like the others. And Randu goes and checks it out with his psychic powers, and he says the essence is still there. So they all get scared for a moment, but Randu says the essence will fade soon. So Batman just fucking kicks it into this trench that's there. I like that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Mr. Bubbles Tub Tales? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Mr. Bubbles Tub Tales. So Mr. Bubbles looks like some soap, some, ba- some bath bubbles. Uh Here's the mom looking at her two children playing outside. You've had so much fun getting dirty. It's home to the bath for you, too. The kids are like, yeah, bath time with Mr. Bubble. Can't wait. So much fun. And then there's this um, <laughs> this monster, this creature, this hideous fucking creature. <laughs> Mr. Bubble makes getting clean almost as much fun as getting dirty. Even after the bath, Mr. Bubble is still fun Order your t-shirt, sweatshirt, or watch today. Oh, wow. I want a Mr. I want one of these watch. fucking Mr. Bubble shirts. <laughs> nice. Look for that. I fucking want this. I'm look for the watch. This is so weird. I'm pretty sure I used some Mr. Bubbles back in the day. Yeah, I want I a Mr. I, Bubble t-shirt. I think $3.95 or $4.95, depending on what size you get. I want this. All right. Continue. So when Batman kicks the creature into this, like, trench or whatever... Back in his apartment, Jason Blood cheers, and he gloats to the reflection of Etrigan that we saw. And he's like, ah, you weren't needed. Then we cut back to the construction site, and the monster reemerges. He almost chops everyone down, and he knocks over all this construction scaffolding on top of them. We skipped over the hubris of uh, Jason Blood here. Ha! You can stop your raging to be free. Get back down in your cage. You weren't needed. I'm safe. 
To your absence, Etrigan. Long may it continue. This is the most fucking hubris-filled right, yeah. speech to no one. <laughs> He's cheering to to nothing, and then the monster reemerges. The gods are looking down like, I think it might be time yeah. to fuck with this guy. <laughs> and then he just crushes the glass that he was cheering with. And then he throws it. He's like, it's still alive. I feel him laughing inside me. Laughing, gloating. He smells his freedom, coming like the sweet stench of carrion. Oh, how can I deny him, Jason Blood thinks. My demon knows too many have suffered already because of me. Glenda, exposed to the nightmare of hell's realm of nightmare. Harry, poor Harry, his soul consumed and his very flesh made into a cushion cover for the beast Belial. What the fuck? So yeah, those actually did happen. The stuff with Glenda Mark happened in the Demon series from 1972 by Jack Kirby. She's the romantic love interest of Jason Blood. And then the stuff with his friend Harry happened in the Demon series from 1982 by Matt Wagner. Yeah, so you can go back and check those out. Etrigan knows I can't stand by and watch Randu perish too. Gone, gone, O oh form of man, release the demon Etrigan. Who was doing the Etrigan voice on the Harley Quinn cartoon? Oh, I don't remember. We just watched it. We just watched it. Let me look this. There was a... Are you watching that? The Harley Quinn series on HBO? Uh, I'm not caught up, but I do love it. It's really good. They did a Valentine's Day episode. Oh, I heard about that. Um, yeah. It was really good. It was 45 minutes and... Uh, I didn't really care for it. Oh, really? You didn't? Eh. I thought it was fun. Apparently, Billy Zane has voiced Etrick and the Demon in the new Batman Adventures. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, that's cool. Let me... Sorry, I'm still looking for this. So, in the Harley Quinn cartoon, Etrigan is voiced by... John Stamos. Yes. Fantastic. That was, that was so that's awesome. awesome. That's yeah, excellent. Really I knew I knew it was someone that we were like, huh, how about that? But yeah. I couldn't remember who it was. Also, uh, before we move on, Acclaim presents uh the power to move. It's a it looks like a wireless controller. Oh. I'm not familiar with this particular controller. So. I don't know. I never had that. Did uh, you have that, Aubrey? No. Nineteen eighty eight. All of that stuff was just gimmicky crap back in the yeah. day. Yeah, it looks like a gimmicky crap. This page fucking rules where Etrigan is Yeah, I love yeah. that. Coming up out of the yeah. yeah, the smoke. It looks awesome. And he does all the rhyming stuff, right? Yeah. At last he deigns to set me free. Expect obedience, bended knee. Go forth, my demon, fight, be brave. Do your master's bidding, slave. He bursts out the window. He That's looks, really cool. Yeah. He looks fucking great. I want Jack Black as Etrigan the demon. Oh, that would be cool, right? That'd be so, the best. Oh my gosh. So back at the construction site. Uh, Batman comes out from under the scaffolding. He's got the uh, the like now his suit's all fucking uh, beat up. Yeah, up. that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, and he just goes for it. Like he can't. He all he can do is just keep trying to beat this thing. So he just like goes for it. Meanwhile, Etrigan gets there and he's like sitting on top of the crane, watching the whole thing happen. Watch to see if mind spawned beast can slice a night spawned man. The outcome, though I must confess, is written, sealed, and faded. The Batman's doom, not hard to guess. He'll be decapitated. And when and when he says that, Mahakala like cuts off one of the little bat ears. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. The game is over. Magic's won. The outcome then is death. Tis time this demon lent a hand, or should I say a breath? And so he breathes the fire down uh, onto the monster. This is a good verse. It's really cool. I like yeah, it. I really yeah. like that. So if you're kind of looking at the action here, like the monster has the axe raised, and then that's when Etrigan blasts the axe with the fire. So then it turns around to look at him. I like the way that the sides of the panel come in to do the action lines. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. That's fun. Yeah, Etrigan pops down, and the monster every every time it attacks, it says, "I was born in anger and hatred." It keeps saying that. The, yeah, like, those who oppose me die. He keeps repeating the same thing. 
My dear, your vocal repertoire leaves much to be desired. <laughs> Still, wit by one without a brain's not easily acquired. Here hey. Are... <laughs> hey. It's a solid diss. Here I'll try to drum the lesson home, though the cause I fear is lost, for education comes not cheap and you can't bear the cost, he says as he like throws it into this wall that comes crashing down. Etrigan finally pins down the monster, forged in hate, fear. Oh, this guy's like, oh, did I hear it? He's like, yeah, 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 it's Etrigan. Yeah. Come on, we gotta fucking go. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. So Etrigan pins down the monster, forged in hate, fear, made to live. Pa, you're nothing. A man-made shell. It's hate you want, it's hate I'll give. All the hate in hell. And he oh, breathes. Oh, shit. He, like, breathes fire, totally burning the head off of the Mahakala. This is an excellent Etrigan story. Yeah, this is, like, one of I the really... best. And then he just laughs. He just yeah, starts laughing. Dude. And, oh, it's so great. It's like, all of this is fantastic. Batman comes over to shake his hand. And he's like, Amazing. touch me not with human skin. I see enough of that within. Oh. <laughs> They're taking the criminals or whatever, the two goons, Kellogg and Lumps. And Etrigan takes them. He's like, ah, for thanks me thinks I'll take these two. And they're like, oh, not another one. Another fucking monster that's trying to eat us. <laughs> Dark souls, black hearts, at least a dirty shade of gray. Enough to wet a demon's gnaw and brighten up his. And then Batman like grabs him again on the shoulder. And he's like, I told you, man, to touch me not. Unless, of course, you like it hot. And he burns Batman's excellent. hand or whatever. So, uh... Batman's telling him that they they need justice. Look at you this know. dramatic bitch. Yeah. Look at his gestures. Incredible. But the you can't reason with the demon Etrigan, right? Nah. So now Batman and the and Etrigan are fighting over who's gonna get the goons or whatever. I'll, I'll fucking fight you, is is what Etrigan yeah, is saying. Yes, pretty much, so right? Fucking fight him. So Batman's like, run for it, I'll hold him back, or whatever, right? So uh, now they're fighting, and Etrigan's just going to fucking kill Batman. Yes. He's, like, just totally going to choke the life out of him. I love that panel where he's like, you'll die, or whatever. He's got, like, the lights coming out of his eyes. I'll rip your bones in half. I'll shred your spleen. I'll pulp your brains. Why? I do believe I'll laugh. And so he just starts laughing, right? But what's happening is, like, as Batman's he's... Batman's still struggling. He's I, still, he's still trying struggling, to get him, even yeah. though there's nothing he can do. Like, he's punching him, and he's thinking to himself, yeah. it's like punching a rock wall. Right, exactly, like, right. And so Etrigan finds this funny, and he just laughs, and he releases Batman, and Batman's, like, coughing and trying to get his breath back, and he's like, I obviously miss my vocation. What's the big joke? I like you, man, Etrigan says. I like your style. I wonder what force stirs your bile. What dark demon drives you on to fight even when hope is gone? Cheer up, it's over. Go on your way. Free. Batman's like, you're serious? But why? Because there's something deep inside you, man, that is very much like me. And Gives he him a little kiss on the cheek. He kisses him. <laughs> That's so cool. So good. And then he laughs and he like jumps over to the crane. From now, when caged in skin and bone, I'll take comfort knowing I'm not alone. That is an excellent line. And he just bounces off laughing. That's great. And he goes back into the apartment and turns back into Jason Blood, which I thought was interesting. Like, yeah. I, th I thought he resists it, but he's like, eh. I'm out of here. Yeah. This I'm was, done. Th this was fine. Batman made me laugh and yeah. whatever. This is fine. Maybe it's just a convenient way to wrap up the story. Well, it is that, but it's also yeah. like... It I, was a I, satisfying ending for Yeah, him. I yeah. like that little thing of he's like, well, it sucks to be trapped inside this dude, but at least now I, I know that like you're like me. And yep. Batman's... Like, uh. Well, it's almost like, you, from Etrigan's point of view, he almost be, might be like, I can turn into the thing and you have to put on a costume and do all, like, yeah. you yeah. you're really are trapped. Like, you're trapped yeah. in a way that I'm not. 
you know. Which one is the costume, though? Yeah. Is it the Batman suit or is it the Bruce, Wayne. Bruce Wayne's business suit? <laughs> Which one is the costume, John? Which one is the real guy? No, this is an excellent last page here. I love it. Because he does the little poem, Gone the Demon Entry, Gonna Rise Once More the Form of Man. Yeah. I yeah. like um, when you're looking at Batman, you can see the burn mark on his cheek where Etrigan kissed him. Oh, right. What a great little detail there. That's, that's excellent. And he's missing the bat ear and all that stuff. Imagine yeah, trying to explain. Him. <laughs> imagine trying to explain that in the next Wayne board meeting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Etrigan turns back into Jason Blood. Right. And so we're with Batman and Randu, and Randu's like, and Etrigan? Gone, Batman says, but not far. Some demons never die. They only burn inside. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> and we see Jason Blood just, he's back in his human form, but he's all still dramatic. And he's like, oh my God. Yeah. I have a demon oh, inside me. I have me. a demon inside me. I'm like, Jason literally, Blood. like, I literally have a demon My like, eyebrows are so me. red. So red. <laughs> and puffy. I, I like. A white streak in my hair. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I like their the expressions on their faces, though. I think it's good. It's a good little ending. It's, um, yeah. this is an excellent three book run. You know, when this is, this is why it's a book club. Yeah, this is yeah. why I love the book club, because when you handed me these issues, I was like, this is goofy. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. But like reading it with y'all and, and hearing it through your eyes. The 10-year-old eyes. From yeah. your perspective, I got this whole new perspective on it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, So yeah. much hearing everything you had to say about it really like – I was able to enjoy it from a totally different perspective, like you said, from from like the through the eyes of a little yeah, kid, yeah. and it was like and I really ads. like this. This now is you're a... gonna get bubble bobble or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, this is an excellent three book run. I really, really like this story. I think this is one of the best Etrigan yeah. stories. I, I do too. He's and hanging like, out with Batman. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. I thought it was really cool, and I love like um, going back to only being able to get certain issues. Like yeah. The issue one has no Jason Blood in it. Right. The issue one is just the detective part. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's got the race car part of it, too, because they're introducing the new Batmobile. The second one has all the action. Yeah. And then the third one is the Etrigan part. You know what I mean? And it's like, I love how they It's separ- a perfect three-act it story. Really it's it really an excellently it really balanced I, story. I love how they put that story together. And I think, really like, good. from my point of view as a 10-year-old, like, no matter which issue you had, there was good stuff in there. Yeah. Like, each issue was, like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, for the longest time, I just had that second issue. And it's like, I just looked at it over yeah. and over again and yeah. thought about that dude getting chopped in half by the giant <laughs> golden axe. And I was just like, there, there's a lot of character-defining stuff. There's a and then of- when you got to Etrigan, the issue with Etrigan, I'm sure that that blew your mind Oh, yeah. Mind you as know well. what I mean? And it's like, I had never heard of the character before. Wow, you know this was your I mean? introduction to Etrigan. Yeah, that was probably the first time that I'd seen him. Like, I cool. think maybe I had the card, you know, because yeah. I had, like, the cards, the DC cards or whatever yeah. and stuff like that. But anyway. Well, had you ever read that story before? I've never read this story before. Oh, awesome. But um, <laughs> this is around the time that I actually started getting into comics. And oh. so, like, I started, this is the time frame yeah. from when I started reading Batman comics. So I was probably buying Batman and not Detective at the right, time. Or because, something sure. like that. And, right, like, right. and I know, like, the, but the first, like, Batman story I ever read was um, Year One and then Dark Knight Returns because my dad bought him when we went to the comic book store. And he's like, here, you should read this Batman Dang. story. Oh, wow. Uh, but I mean, it's just like, you know, because that's just right when that all came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this being your first Etrigan story would be really cool. That's yeah. I could, that would be awesome cuz yeah. I mean he's hanging out with fucking Batman. Yeah. So that's fucking badass just off the bat, but this is a really good prime example of just a three book 
run like a little encapsulated story. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. this is probably one of the best examples of that. Yeah. That I've ever seen. I really, really, really enjoyed this. Oh, awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so pleased. It, yeah. was, it was also kind of nice to kind of get a different kind of Batman. Because yeah. like, this is like a, while I hadn't read this before, it did bring back a nostalgia of Batman for me when I was a kid from like watching the Batman. Yes. Uh, uh, Adam West show um, or watching Super Friends. Yes. Uh, yeah. Super Friends. There's room for that Batman. You know, I for mean, sure. And he, 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 you know, and he's not goofy like he is in those things and it's not camp but i mean it's just like like at the very beginning like he's the dark guy and brooding, but it's to, also silly the guy wants to race him and he doesn't go until the light turns green yeah. <laughs> i mean you know fucking christian bale is not gonna fucking wait for the traffic lights in the tumbler right <laughs> no right, robot yeah. batten bat's not waiting in his fucking sweet <laughs> ass ride not. either that is probably the best batmobile that batmobile i really really enjoyed this etrigan etrigan gives him a little kiss but then at the end, it's like, but who's the demon? Who who's has the, the demons? Demon. Everyone, you got yeah. you got to do R two also, and it's I don't know. It's just a very, it's very satisfying. Yeah. It's fun and it's silly and it's it's <clears throat> good. And, and as a kid, like I I thought it was interesting that Jason Blood is like, oh my god, like you would uh, think. Yeah, you, I just thought it was an interesting character too because you would think like. I could turn into a monster. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking be a monster all the but time. But it's a burden but to him. But he's like, oh, I can't do it. I don't oh, my do God. This. Yeah. Oh, what am I going to do? John's got you his know, hand up to his forehead again. <laughs> so anyway, Palm it's out. just kind of like, uh, there's so many reasons why I love this story. Even the fucking little gangsters, the those two gangster <laughs> characters that are always being chased throughout the thing. I was surprised this is their only appearance mm. is in oh. this uh, in this story here because I thought for sure they're probably like reoccurring characters. But anyway, I, a lot of good I, stuff. I yeah. bet being chased by demons scared the both of them yeah maybe. yeah they were like no <laughs> they we went don't to jail after this, this so maybe they just stayed there for a long time but awesome i'm so glad you guys enjoyed it so yeah I, well um, you know i love any uh, I, I love batman in general and i love any appearance of etrigan uh but this story in particular was awesome. fucking awesome and yeah. he, i i like that we got the rhyming etrigan yeah i thought the verses were great i actually oh, thought they yeah. did a good job with those you know I'm, I'm glad you brought that up so when we read catwoman lonely city um, I thought so. Cliff Chang had put in there that Etrigan can only rhyme because he was of a certain stature, and then when he got demoted, he couldn't rhyme anymore. Right. And I thought that he had made that up, but that's actually in the comic. no. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I read it in the Wikipedia. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's an actual thing. Like he rhymes. He rhymes because he got promoted. Yeah. And now that's why he can talk like that or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I thought was what a cool concept. That's anyway, great. It's yeah. just interesting. That's but cool. um, anyway. what a concept. What a concept. <laughs> what a concept. I've actually never really read a lot of Etrigan, so this was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 And I'm wondering if you guys have ever read the story before. For me, it was. Uh, it's just one of those, like, probably one of the first comic book stories that I ever got excited about. You know I wasn't I mean? expecting yeah. to enjoy it as much yeah. as I did. Anyway. I really enjoyed it. I, I, it was all because you took us through it. Yeah, yeah. That's a book club. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. And if you, uh, dear listeners, have a favorite Etrigan story or appearance, please do let us oh, know. Because yeah, I'm always know. up for that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I'm excited to hear what our listeners thought. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. Yeah, this is going to be a hard one to top, y'all. All right, everybody. Uh, that was a really fun Batman story. Uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. You can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook about sections, and our link trees. Link trees. Yes. 
I don't know why I said that so weird. <laughs> Our link tree is on Instagram and Twitter. As always, special thank you to Paul from Guadalajara for the listener feedback theme. Thank yes, you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you to Only Beast for our other theme, our main theme. You're welcome. The theme. And thank you, Matt and Ross, for our logos and banners. Uh, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us a five-star review. Every little bit helps. And uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing, tell a friend. Get him to join the book club. Do it. Next week. We're going back to Baltimore and reading Baltimore, the Steadfast Tin Soldier and the Vampire, the Sailor's Tale, Sanctus. Yes. So you guys know what to do. Pull out those books or listen to the audiobook. <laughs> and uh, I guess that means Wes will be back and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a Mr. Bubble T-shirt. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a demon from hell. I'm kissing Batman on the cheek. I'm giving him a big smooch. Wearing a Mr. Bubble T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> and I'm already love to say, I'd ask what the heck is going on here, but uh, I really don't think I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs>